Puck comes out, Suzuki working in, right side, saved by Leonard, rebound, another stop Leonard. Puck into the slot, Toffoli shoots, stopped by Robin Leonard, and the rebound goes wide. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Nolan Patrick comes in, drops it off, Howden shoots, he scores! The former Ranger! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace out at Parkway Tavern on Flamingo in the 215. You're going to want to get down here, watch the game with me. I'll be here all night. Darren Millard. Out at Studio 31, Chris Chapman live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... This is how it's going to break down. We have 31 games in the next 64 days. <laughs> and that uh, counts the tonight's game, counts today. 31 games in the next 64 days, which works out to... A game every 2.06 days. So a game every second day for yeah. the next uh, couple of months as the Golden Knights uh, play this final third of the season. It is going to be very busy. You have 10 back-to-back uh, sets uh, inside the – sorry, five sets of uh, back-to-backs in, in that scenario. So that's uh, 10 games of it. And it's going to be a, a really hectic run for the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, the entire National Hockey League. But uh, as we focus on the Golden Knights, uh, that's a game every every two days. Yeah, it, it is. And, you know, I think for the Golden Knights, that's probably something that right now is welcome, right? Like, this is a team that I think wants to get into a rhythm, into a groove, and, and arguably they've not been able to do that uh, in the month of February, in large part to being off for four or five days and then playing a couple of games, and being off for four or five days and playing a couple of games. So I, I think for the Golden Knights in that locker room, they're, they're looking forward to a game every other day just to kind of get themselves to where they want to be in this stretch run. I don't know whether they're looking forward to that as much as they are to being healthy, but they're both kind of coming together in a complicated fashion tonight against the Arizona as uh, the Vegas Golden Knights will face the Coyotes in Glendale tonight and then uh, come home and square off against the Colorado Avalanche tomorrow. Now, the good news is the Avalanche are at home to Winnipeg tonight, so they're also in a back-to-back scenario tomorrow. But uh, let's look at uh, what the Golden Knights have available to them tonight. Zach Whitecloud expected to return after missing six games. Uh, He will be in the lineup uh, expected to to be on that defensive pairing, which gives them uh, five of their top six defensemen uh, in the lineup tonight. And uh, outside of Alec Martinez, they are fully healthy uh, on the back end. That's huge. Now, the the fluidity of the roster comes into play uh, up front because the flu has hit uh, the Golden Knights and Jonathan Marcheseau not expected to be able to uh, play tonight. So that's going to throw a, a little bit of disruption into Pete DeBoer's uh, planning. Remember last night he told us that uh, that he's more easygoing. Yeah. Uh, he he doesn't get uh, as bent out of shape as, as maybe he did early in his career when when things were in flux. Well, like that's we're not even 24 hours later. 
Yeah. And he's dealing with uh, a different lineup. Uh, this isn't COVID. This isn't an injury. This is uh, maybe a one or two game absence, uh, depending on how he feels tomorrow. But uh, losing one of your top wingers tonight and Jonathan Marcheseau. You know, I, I thought that answer was so interesting because, you know, for, for Pete, just to kind of be right out there with it, like, hey, I, I want to control everything. And, you know, if there's anything the last two plus years have, have taught me in this moment is that I can't control everything. And I think that, you know, that's that's one of the things that, that has almost become a survival mechanism uh, in, in this day and age right now in, in kind of dealing with how to set your rosters, how to get the most out of out of the team that you have on any given day is to embrace it just kind of lean into the fact that you can't control it you're going to have to roll with what you have and as you mentioned Darren not not 24 hours after kind of making those comments he's going to have to do it once again with a lineup that you expected to get a little bit healthier but now you're missing something up up uh, up front so it's just it's been that year for the Golden Knights and head coach, head coach Pete DeBoer. Uh, they are looking at the standings right now four points behind the Calgary Flames for first place in the Pacific and uh, just nudging ahead of the Los Angeles Kings uh, to occupy second place uh, in that division. One point ahead of Los Angeles, and entering tonight, they are two points up on the Edmonton Oilers. If you're the Golden Knights, you're a fan right now. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. And this is legitimate wonderment on my side. Are you looking ahead, up at Calgary? trying to track down Calgary, or are you looking over your shoulder trying to protect second place uh, against the likes of Los Angeles and Edmonton? So I, like, I'm not going to pretend that I speak for the fans. I think there's a, that's, that's more Chris Chapman, and maybe we'll get his thought on this here in a minute. I, I choose to look at it as I'm tracking down the Calgary Flames, right? Like, if you are able to do that, then more than more likely than not, you're going to be able to take care of the wins. You're going to be banking points. You're not going to need to worry too much about the LA Kings or the Edmonton Oilers. I would rather have my sights set on the team that's in front of me as opposed to the teams that are behind me. I want to chase down the Calgary Flames. I want to win. Uh, I want to finish tops in this division. So that's what my main focus is going to be on if, if I'm looking at this. That's logical, and yeah. this organization's DNA is about fighting for first place and challenging for top spot. Division, conference, President's Trophy. We've witnessed it uh, as recently as last year. The expectations were that for this year. But given the injuries and the, again, uh, fluidity of the roster, things have changed slightly. So let's check in with the voice of the fans on the VGK Insider Show. Uh, Chris Chapman back at the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. As a fan, are you looking ahead or are you looking behind uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights in the standings right now? Well, I think it's kind of natural to look behind, but I do think the good the good news is you're better than the LA Kings, and I think you're better than the Edmonton Oilers. So you really shouldn't you really shouldn't be too worried about them catching you and passing you because if they do, that means something really really catastrophic happened. I think I'm with Ryan. You're looking ahead to the Calgary Flames. Look, they're they're nine and one in their last ten, and they got their doors blown off last night. They're not going to play 900 hockey the remaining 32 games. You've Can got, I get that in writing? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm willing to to make a pretty large wager that the Calgary Flames. I also will, need it endorsed by who? Should I go I get? Mean, you know what? We yeah. have we have a notary in in the okay. uh, in, in the office. I can go All get right. it notarized. But okay, uh, boy. I need that done. Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, I, I think Ryan's right. You, you, this is a franchise that prides itself on being at the top of the division. This is a, a franchise that prides itself on winning the division. This is a, a franchise where winning is part of the DNA. So I think stealing my stuff. Well, good. I like that. That means that means I'm right. So. Um, oh boy. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. But but yeah, I mean, I'm, I, you, you, you can't focus too much on what's behind you. You got to focus on what's ahead of you. You're in second place. You, you, you're still going to have a couple games with Calgary remaining this season. I think that's that's your focus. Your focus isn't on the LA Kings. You're better than the LA Kings. Yeah, they're overachieving, but you shouldn't be worried about them. You're better than them. It's Calgary. You got to focus on. I, I I know that. That's that's the way that this organization has been set up. But the way the season has gone. Uh, I was just uh, curious whether uh, fans were were more guarded and protective and urgent uh, uh, about locking up second place and fending off Los Angeles and the Edmonton Oilers who are coming, and whether that not because of the separation with Calgary right now being four points back, whether that had changed people's focus. Doesn't sound like it, which I think is is awesome. Uh, There's a lot of teams in the National Hockey League where there's a waiting for the sky to fall mentality. And we, we all know those people in real life. Uh, we all know those franchises uh, that uh, in, in various sports, uh, think football, think baseball, uh, where, where your blow leads and you're just wondering when it's going to happen. Uh, this, this team, this city doesn't fit that mold. And I'm, I'm really uh, pleased to hear that, that the status quo in the expectations remains the same despite being in this real pickle of a playoff stretch drive uh, going in the final 31 games. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that you move off of it. I, I still think that there's enough confidence in, in what this team is, even with Mark Stone out of the lineup, even with all the injuries that, that this Golden Knights team has had to deal with all year long. Like, I I just think the expectations are what they are for the Vegas Golden Knights, and, and, and this is a team that isn't going to be satisfied with second place in the division. This is a team that expects to win the division. This is a team that expects to chase down the Calgary Flames. And, you know, I, I, I just I think that adversity throughout the year is important. It's something that helps to build character, and I think it's something that's going to help the Golden Knights in the playoffs. One thing that I, I've been, been impressed by from the fan base is, and, and I, I do separate myself, um, and, and you do too, uh, to a certain extent, uh, Ryan, from the, the fandom of, of living every shift to shift or period to period or game to game. Uh, you, you do have to step back. And that's one of the uh, advantages of, of, of being in the role that I am and that I can look at it from uh, 17,000 feet up. The fan base has had a tendency to overreact at times to certain situations, goaltending being one of them. But where I have to give it great credit is there really hasn't been that feeling of nervousness or anxiety about the standings mm-hmm. for, for this season. Now, Vegas was in first place for a long time, which was very impressive. But even with uh, the games in hand and people trying to figure that out and knowing that uh, Calgary and Edmonton could potentially, if they won other games, could take over first place, there, there, there wasn't that uh, uneasiness. Now, with, with Calgary going on that 10-game winning streak and taking over top spot and establishing a four-point cushion over the Vegas Golden Knights, I, I thought that there would be a, a tipping towards that, uh, just a heartbeat uh, 
accelerated a little bit yeah. and, and making people uh, just a, a, a tad sweaty atop the, the, the brow. <laughs> I haven't felt that. I felt, uh, in, in listening to you guys here mm-hmm. and the voice of the fans in, in Chris Chapman, yeah. that, that's impressive. So the only like the it only could also counter- be denial. It could also be denial. Well, it, no, no, no. I I don't know that it's necessarily denial. And you know the way that you're kind of phrasing it is belief in this Golden Knights team, which I believe uh, this fan base has a lot of. But how much of it is kind of disbelief or or not buying, say, the L.A. Kings or the Edmonton Oilers or the Anaheim Ducks, like the the three well, teams that's a that, good point. that you would expect yeah. to push the Golden Knights? Like I mean, I all agree. three of those teams well, have their faults. Uh, Edmonton, I think that there's a question mark, uh, mainly because of the position that, that you center on uh, so much with goaltending. Yep. Uh, Los Angeles, for sure. There's just that feeling in everybody's mind that uh, they've overachieved to this point. It's been a wonderful season. Uh, there's been some comeback stories uh, with that group, but they're not ready to take that next step. Yep. And there's going to come the hour. Uh, that the LA Kings just fall off the pace that is set by the front runners in the Pacific. The one team that that I think uh, could still cause uh, some palpitations is is Calgary, mm-hmm. and they they were good early, and they've been good lately, and, and I think those two combinations give them a certain credibility, along with uh, Daryl Sutter being in there and. The uh, addition of uh, Jacob Markstrom in his second year, uh, raising the level of his game. There's a real uh, reason to believe that the Calgary Flames are it, mm-hmm. are, are have entered this conversation of being a contender uh, in the Pacific Division. But that still doesn't cause any type of uh, un- un- wobbliness uh, for for Vegas Golden Knight fans to this point, uh, and and that. That could be uh, a little bit rose-colored glasses because I think Calgary's going to be there. Uh, I think Edmonton's going to be in the mix, but maybe not uh, uh, to the the extent of of Calgary, at least in in the regular season. Calgary, there's there's all kinds of evidence that this team can keep up with with the Golden Knights as they are right now, uh, without Stone, without Martinez, without Patrick uh, getting into the lineup. so uh, I, I'm, I'm uh, really interested to see how the, uh, the opinions and the fan base take uh, on this stretch drive is going to be as we go back and forth between Calgary, Edmonton, L.A., and Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. And, you know, I, I, again, I, I think that when it comes to – the Golden Knights, when it comes to this team and their playoff record, like I just, I think the fans have so much built-in equity over the first four years that yep. come come end of the year, the Golden Knights will find themselves in the one or two spot in this division, just simply because they are one of the better teams in this division. And and to this point yet, the LA Kings, the Edmonton Oilers, the Anaheim Ducks. I'll even throw in the Vancouver Canucks because I, I feel like I might even buy Vancouver more than I do Anaheim right now. Like I, I just. They haven't proven to be on the level of the Vegas Golden Knights through an 82-game season. They just haven't. Until they do, I, I don't think that there's too much cause for concern because I think when you look at the Golden Knights, you can understand why it's been uh, a mediocre February. All the breaks, all the starts and stops, 
the dog days of, of an 82-game season. Like, you can understand that. But I think now in this, in this situation, with as many games as they're going to play, as much of a rhythm they're going to get into, and understanding what they need to do in the final 31 games to secure their spot for the playoffs, I think you're going to see a, a really big shift in the paradigm of, of how this team defends and how they play hockey games. Well, I think also getting guys back, right? We're going to get Zach Whitecloud back tonight in the lineup, so we'll see him for the first time in a long time. We know at some point Martinez is going to be back in the lineup. But I also look at the schedule. And, yeah, there's 31 games in, what is it, 64 nights. But Chapman, you're hopeful that, that Martinez is back. Oh, absolutely, because I think, yeah. I think Martinez is... is no, but uh, you use the word we know guaranteed all right well i mean we he's been been out long enough that i i think we can uh it's legitimate to to wonder when and this year like it's 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 been that long and we're watching him practice and he's been great in practice and and he looks absolutely uh like he could go out and play tomorrow but there's something there that's stopping that from happening and a when you're out multiple months because uh, of this, but uh, and it, it does create the situation where I think that it's it's um, it goes from not just when to uh, wondering if that that's going to happen, and and everybody's fingers are, are crossed that it, that it's going to happen. Well, yeah, and and the next point I was going to get to is. I look at the schedule, and yeah, there's 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 a bunch of games in in over the course of these next two and a half months, but there's a lot of games when you look at the schedule that the Golden Knights will be favored to win. You've got a couple games against the Sharks. You've got a game against the Senators coming up. You've got a couple games against uh, Seattle up in Seattle. So there's a lot of games when you look at the schedule that this team should be favored to win and. As we know, this, this team, this I don't team, like where you're going here. <laughs> well, this team generally takes care of business when they are favored to win games. There's, it's not like they've 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 got one East Coast road trip, but you look at who they're playing and you're like, eh, okay. Uh, from the voice of the fans, let's go over to the farmer. Oh my goodness. Um, do you do you mm-hmm. listen go to ahead. me? Go ahead. Hen ha- hen lays an egg. Yep. Do you count your chickens before? Or do you count your chickens after? You, you mean they've hatched? Yeah. Yes. You, you you only count your chickens after they've hatched. All right. There you go, Chapman. You're counting some eggs. Well, yeah, you're, you're counting some chickens right now. Before they've hatched. What I'm saying is that this team should be favored to beat teams like the Buffalo Sabers no, no, on no, the no, road. No, no, no. What you're saying is they should win those games simply because they're favored. Well, yeah. They. Yeah. They. they would you would you disagree that they shouldn't beat the Buffalo Sabers? I don't know anything this year, based on who's in and out of the lineup. I don't know anything. Should, should, should they lose two games to the Kraken, Chapman? I understand what you're saying, and if this team was fully healthy all year long, absolutely, 100. Mm-hmm. percent But you're talking about a lot of runway between this this game tonight and those games in the future. Who knows? Based on what's happened with this Golden Knights team, who may or may not be in the lineup, it was. It's not outside the realm of possibility that this team might not be healthy for all of those games. Well, it's it's a, it's a possibility, but I'm speaking for the voice of the fans. I have to be Joe optimistic and Joe optimistic. You don't have to be anything. Well. Why, why would I be pessimistic here? I'm not saying to be pessimistic. I'm just saying you shouldn't count your points before you get them. I'm not yeah, counting. Just because, I'm, I'm, just because I'm not the Golden Knights, just because the, the strength of schedule in the final 31 games is 
favorable for the Golden Knights. There's going to be off days. There are going to be certain situations where uh, the Golden Knights don't have it. There may be injuries. Like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you about Yeah, that. but I don't, I don't want to think that those things are going to happen. Look, if those things happen... Yeah. Then, then it's bad. Then it's, well, it's but, just but, it's it's already happened. That's that's why I'm. Yeah. If if well, it was a normal year, Chapman, I'd be right with you. I, Absolutely. I have to go with with the with the mentality. By the way, uh, we we may or may not have some news that uh, just came down, but uh, um, but I I have to go with the outlook that look everything bad that has happened is done. I can't. I don't want any more bad juju to to happen for this team, and I'm gonna. I'm going to be Joe optimistic and say there's not going to be any more really bad stuff that happens to the Golden Knights the rest of the season. What's the news that just happened? Well, per Danny Webster, he says that the Golden Knights have placed Robin Leonard on injured reserve. Okay. Well, he hasn't played since uh, the game against the Calgary Flames. Yeah, he's been out since uh, February 8th, so he's essentially eligible to to be removed from IR at any time. Yeah. So that's, uh, that'll be a retroactive uh, thing. I don't think that means, don't jump to any conclusions, people, uh, that that means he's out for any extended period of time. Uh, there's camp uh, salary cap uh, reasoning that goes into why you put somebody on, even though uh, they've been out for a little bit. Uh, so uh, given what I saw of him this week, uh, I'm encouraged by that. It uh, it does have implications on tonight's game that the goaltending tandem will be Logan Thompson and Laurent Brossois, so we know we know that. But uh, until we get a chance to speak to uh, Pete DeBoer or Kelly McCrimmon and get uh, a little bit more uh, insight into the situation, this could have as much to do with uh, the salary cap and uh, and how that evolves as to the the injury it, itself and what you can do with with the roster uh, it, because here's one thing that uh, and I'm, I'm sort of thinking out loud here uh, as I go along John the Marshall's out tonight yeah he's got the flu well he's not out for an extended period of time no but you have to call up players to fill roster spots and 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 move people back and forth the Golden Knights are extremely close to the salary cap uh if if you want to bring people up and you want to put others in and then there's uh, the flu going through and there may be other players going down, uh, if they're not going to be out for the the week, which is injured, injured reserve, 10, 10 days uh, a week, uh, it, then, then you've got to be able to work your way through that. Either play short or because Robin Leonard hasn't played in, in a week and a half, you can put him on, on injured reserve and get a little bit of that salary cap relief. So I think... Uh, looking without knowing for sure, uh, and having watched Robin Leonard practice three times this week, it's probably got more to do with a little bit of the flu going through uh, the team and massaging the roster and being able to have a, a full lineup. That that's my take right now, and I do uh, caution you to to hedge on that. Uh, hold all tickets, so to speak, uh, <laughs> until we hear from Pete or, or management. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm right there with you. When I saw the tweet come across, I, I imagined it was a situation where the Golden Knights are, are looking for uh, cap relief or opening up a roster spot. So you, you, you kind of play it in both directions. A good explanation from you, Darren. I, 
I don't think that this is anything that's going to like, – I, I, don't, I don't get the sense that it's something that gives you an insight into uh, whether or not Robin Leonard is going to be further along or, or is going to need more time to get back into action. I think it's simply an, an opportunity where you, you've got to recall some guys. Uh, yeah. You've got you to gotta create a roster spot, and that's how you're going to do it. And you're on a back-to-back situation. But th- sure. that's yeah. a great example of the fan in Chapman – <laughs> and the the big picture story. Uh, and, he went sky is falling, didn't he? He he did. He, he went from sunny and in, whoa, in whoa, the whoa, blue whoa. in the blue beautiful water. <laughs> Vegas will never uh, lose a game they're favored in. Yeah, uh, so, of the the Caribbean. Like he was in his thatched hut, uh, sitting out there in five feet of water and the perfect <laughs> uh, the resort to. Oh my goodness! There's a typhoon coming through. No, I yeah. didn't. No, yeah, I did. did not. I just reported what what was reported by our you, friend you Danny Webster. You didn't report anything. You just you just read a tweet from our friend Danny Webster. Yes, I I, I read what he reported. So, uh, and I, and my initial thought was the same as yours. No, it was not that that you you probably needed a roster spot for Zach Whitecloud. You are making that up. I'm not making anything up. I would never make the the fans know that I would never just make up stories. By the way, uh, consensus around the office today. No more questions from Chapman. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> no more questions. Put, put, put from names on put names on the people who said that. Garrett. This this Garrett coming from the guy. Say that. Hold on. Yeah. This coming from the guy that 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 would not tell us what the question was for 45 minutes? Yeah. 45 wanna, minutes? It was like, like 45 seconds. on it, Chapman? Come on. <laughs> I, I have no you conviction. You right yesterday. I can't what are you hold talking out? about? I couldn't hold out. It was like 45 seconds. Garrett, uh, Garrett, uh, the moderator for all the Zoom interviews uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights and uh, my good buddy, he said he hadn't had a chance to listen to the, the, the peak conversation yet but saw the Twitter stream. And said uh, he's he's with us. And then Garrett, I told then I told him what the question was, and he said slam dunk. No, Garrett, <laughs> Garrett Garrett's my friend. He would never say that about me. Yep. Oh boy. Uh, we're gonna I'm, take a break. I'm gonna text him right now. Yeah, go ahead. All right, text him all. all I'm, I'm going to. All right, I've got his phone, so I'll reply right away. Uh, <laughs> when we continue, uh, we'll get into one timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Also, want to uh, dive into more on. Uh, tonight's game, uh, in a lot more detail, the Golden Knights against the Arizona Coyotes, uh, they will make some history tonight. It's uh, the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. One-timers brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. Let's start off with the important news of this show. We will only be on until 5.30. 90-minute program of the VGK Insider Show as we make way for Ryan Wallace, who preempts himself for yep. his pregame show, uh, which thing. will take place from 5.30 to 6.30. And then just after the bottom of the hour at the uh, supper hour, we will get uh, to... Dan Duva and Gary Lawless, uh, who will call tonight's action from Glendale Arena. So one hour earlier uh, than uh, the normal due to the time change, and I guess half an hour earlier 
uh, than normal home games. So it's not much of an adjustment, but we want to make sure everybody's prepared for it. 6.30 is the, uh, the face-off time uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights against the Arizona Coyotes, who will play their last-ever game in Glendale. We think the last-ever game in Glendale <laughs> tonight. Yep. I don't, I, I'm not going to agree to uh, that this is the last of really everything or anything when it involves the Arizona Coyotes because, quite frankly, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they were back at this rink at the start of next year, even though uh, the city of Glendale has terminated the lease and booted them out and given them a vacate uh, the premises uh, date, and the Arizona Coyotes uh, have announced plans to play at the Arizona State University uh, Arena. Uh, coming up next year for the next three uh, or maybe four years, a 4,000-plus seat arena uh, as they build their own ring. There's so much up in the air with this mm-hmm. that that while technically it follows a schedule that this is the last game at Glendale Arena, at Gila River Arena, uh, I won't buy in until they're actually skating somewhere else. Oh, I'm, I'm already bought in. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, I don't think you get to the point where you're starting to announce paying for renovations and, and moving forward with that if you're not legitimately going to do it. Um, so I, I'm bought in, and you know what? Good on the Coyotes because they'll sell out. Yeah, yeah, good point. Uh, the Coyotes averaging about 64% capacity this year. That's the second lowest among all American teams in the NHL. Buffalo is the lowest. I'm not counting the Canadian clubs because they've dealt with uh, capacity issues and et cetera, and I'm not sure exactly how they're they're structuring that because uh, they had the COVID restrictions uh, all, all over Canada. But uh, among the uh, Can- uh, the American teams, Buffalo plays uh, is the lowest uh, when it comes to uh, having the, uh, the fewest people per capacity uh, inside the rink. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes, 64%, and Vegas is the tops. Uh, they are the highest uh, capacity, uh, well over uh, 100%. So uh, great news there. So it's it's first against last in the uh, in, in the uh, sort of standings right now. Vegas yeah. challenging for first place, and the Arizona Coyotes in the basement of the National Hockey League at 32nd overall in total points. And then you've got uh, one of the top teams' capacity. Uh, be interesting to see uh, if if that affects any the vibe uh, of Vegas at all playing in uh, that rink. Although. We do know that uh, that Vegas Golden Knight fans travel very well. We do know that. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I, I'm, I'm, I think the Arizona Coyotes are done at Gila River Arena. I really do. I would expect that this is a, a pivot they're looking for, um, and quite frankly, like it's it's a direction where they they see the game being grown uh, to a to a greater degree and and more support for the Arizona Coyotes if they're in Tempe. So. Um, if you can if you can live with it if you can deal with it for three to four years and you get you, you know you get the green light on a new arena there then I mean I think that's what you do you pivot here and and just kind of take your lumps along the way so we'll see what ends up happening but I don't think they're gonna find themselves back at Gila River Arena come next season they might have six players that play tonight that are skating with other teams by the March 21st trade deadline they have an unbelievable amount of free agents and not just the RFAs that can make it look like you're turning over your roster but a staggering amount of like flat out full free agents and uh, 
they only have a, a couple of, of forwards who have contracts beyond next year. Yeah. It's it's a total teardown, and uh, both literally and figuratively, because they're moving out of their building and going to a smaller venue. One of those. It's like when you're you always hear these people who who build their own homes, and they have to to on on the same lot as their other house is. Yeah. So they have to tear it down. They have to move into a rental for a little bit, and then come back. That's that's basically what they're doing, is going into a rental for a couple of years uh, as they hopefully. Uh, build a new rink in Tempe, and to a lot of people have wondered how how does a team, a National Hockey League team, get by if they're going to play in a four thousand plus seat arena for as many as four years? Mm-hmm. What you do is you play at the floor uh, of the salary cap, or as close to it as you possibly can, and that's where they're headed. And they've also stockpiled a staggering number of draft picks. They have seven picks in the first two rounds yep. of, of this year's draft. But uh, you you look, Jacob Chikrin is out there right now. Is he going to be traded? I don't know. I wouldn't trade him right now. You'd be trading at, uh, at uh, a, a real sense of uh, uh, selling low at this point. But he's he's certainly been been mentioned phil kessel we know is gone i can't believe he he, he's lasted this deep into the season (laughs) without being traded uh uh louis erickson i don't think that there's necessarily a market for him uh antoine roussel not not that price tag uh nick ritchie uh they just acquired uh but then you've got strawman would you take a a flyer on strawman probably not but heck if he's gonna chip in uh, a little bit of insurance. Shane Goss to spare, $4.5 million. Uh, he's one of the few guys that has a deal into, into next year. But, boy, if you could get him for a song, would yeah. you? There's, yeah. there's a, a, a handful of guys uh, on this roster right now that uh, that will not be in the lineup uh, at the at the end of the season for the Arizona Coyotes. But it's not that doesn't say that, that Vegas won't face Phil Kessel again this year because he, he's going to be somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, it'll be fascinating to see what the Coyotes' approach to the trade deadline is going to be, um, what this team's going to look like over the next two or three years, too. Like, I mean, you, you talk about the the draft picks, you, you talk about stockpiling all of that, and I think that the, the plan is pretty well set in stone. You want to try to get as many draft picks into the organization as possible and build from there and, and you know the, the hope i would imagine for arizona is once they're ready to get back into an nhl facility whether it be the one they build in tempe or not uh, they'll be ideally hopefully ready to compete ready to to kind of push the pace and 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 the rebuild will be o- over so to speak so i think three to four years like you can see the writing on the wall of what the arizona coyotes are going to be uh, but you got to execute that game plan, and you got to give your fans something to be excited about once you are able to bridge that three- to four-year gap and get into an NHL facility. I am shocked at how many picks that they've accumulated in the first two rounds. That's well, why, like They are going purely with volume well, the, uh, this, this the, year, and, and the guys that they're, that they're, they're going to spin off at, between now and the NHL trade deadline, yeah. uh, I guarantee you that those won't be for picks in 2022. They'll be for picks in 23 and 24 and high picks then. 
uh, because uh, the, uh, there's no sense in having five first-round picks this year. Uh, no draft is is that deep. Yeah. You might as well might as well spread it out, especially when it comes to signing contracts and and using up uh, your organization's contract total. So it's uh, they have seven in the first two rounds this year, two next year. They bolster that a little bit, and they have four in 2024. It uh, man, they're it's it's the slot machine just max out and keep spinning. <laughs> well, it, it's funny because you and I had kind of a conversation about the Arizona Coyotes and why not turning some of those picks into, I don't know, an offer sheet to Elias Pettersson or something of the sort yeah. so that you can get uh, one of those guys you can kind of build a franchise around. And I think the the argument that we're seeing here is if you're going to if you're going to strip it down, if you're going to be put into a position or you put yourself in a position where you're playing in a, a 4500 seat capacity building, um, you don't want to pay a top flight a top flight player if you're not going to be ready to compete so um i think the philosophy is an interesting one for the arizona coyotes i I imagine that as you as you mentioned it's all about stockpiling picks it's all about hopefully drafting well and developing well so that when you when you want to compete when you're ready to take the next step you're able to do it organically from within and it you know in theory won't cost you as much as going out and getting a free agent fascinating over the next couple of years not just because imagine if elias patterson would have signed an offer sheet there the way we <laughs> talked about it and then he finds out he's going to play in a 4000 seat arena for four years fantastic uh, carrie price montreal canadians goaltender yeah you know that yeah uh, progressing here's what you uh you are just uh, about to find out progressing in his rehab from his knee surgery but not ready to make a return to the Montreal Canadiens lineup. Uh, he is uh, on the record now. And, and this is this is the guy that was in the uh, player assistance program to start the year, had off-season knee surgery, uh, came back to, to the team, did some skating, but around Christmas uh, suffered a setback in that uh, rehab from the surgery and had to start all over again. And we don't know whether he's going to play at all this year. But here's, here's what... Uh, what Carey Price is saying now. There's going to be a lot going on over the next couple of weeks that will determine the rest of my season. I'm not a fortune teller. I'm just trying to stick to the process that's at hand, and that's trying to get back on the ice and see how it feels uh, when I get back into a game situation. So he's, it's really basic from the sounds of it when it comes to like putting on the pads and doing all that uh, goalie work uh, right now. And I can't imagine the stress on the knee that's, uh, that's not 100% if you're going into those post positions uh, that uh, the goaltenders use right now. But it's, I mean, he wants to play and he wants to get back in the lineup. But just, just like uh, other situations, there comes a time where you just shut him down for the rest of the year and say, and not put that pressure on, on trying to come back. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, obviously kind of, parsing through the the commentary from Kerry Price I think that's what the next couple of weeks is all about right in, in assessing whether it uh, whether it's something that's realistic for this year and whether or not it makes sense to to push it this year or just take the pressure off focus on next season focus on next year for the Montreal Canadiens and a return to play for Kerry Price the, the good news for me though in in hearing all this is that there is progression Maybe it's not as fast as many people want it to be, Carey Price included, but at least it's moving in a direction that, that sees him closer to a return than not. 
I've got some news on uh, Colorado Avalanche star Nathan McKinnon. Hmm. I was listening to some uh, media outlets last night. I just pop around, sure. dive into a podcast here or a radio show there. And there was a lot of talk that Nathan McKinnon wasn't going to play for a while because huh. there was uh, some nagging issues with him. And that, okay. that was from head coach Jared Bednar, that he's dealing with something that, uh, that they're having trouble getting through it. And today, Jared Bednar says uh, he's feeling good. He was going to try the injury <laughs> this morning and see what it felt like, and he feels good. We're going to trust the player, and he's going go to go in the lineup against the Winnipeg Jets tonight. What like what a different vibe that is from last night, where it sounded like he wouldn't play in Vegas for sure, and and maybe miss some some time after that. So now now it does sound like McKinnon will be in the lineup tonight against the Jets, and if that goes well, we'll get to see him tomorrow night, which I, I'm excited about because I want to see Jack in in game five, and Nathan McKinnon uh, in the lineup head to head. What a show at T-Mobile Arena tomorrow night. Well, you already know my hot take, maybe like lukewarm take or medium hot take, that tomorrow is going to be kind of that statement game from Jack Eichel, and, and I laid out my reasoning yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I, I, would, I would prefer Nathan McKinnon be in the lineup in that situation because then you can, you can look at it and say in, in the battle of the superstars, Jack Eichel bested Nathan McKinnon. But, uh, you know, it's, just, it's more fun when you have the best players on the ice for each team, and, and I think that that's really what the fans are, are trying and hoping for tomorrow. Golden Knights at home to the Colorado Avalanche tomorrow. They also host the San Jose Sharks on Tuesday. We have a set of tickets to give away. In fact, we have two sets of tickets, but we're only going to give away one right now. So give us a call at 702-876. What is the number again? 702-876-1340. Right, 1340. Uh, uh, 876-1340. Call us right now and be caller number 8. Caller number 8. 702-876-1340. We will send you to Tuesday's game against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, those are your one-timers brought to you by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee, play of the day. Plus, a little bit more on the Golden Knights and the Arizona Coyotes. Last go-around at Gila River Arena in our number two. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Golden Knights back at it. We're actually kind of cool now because we're we're into the regularly scheduled portion of, of the season after making it up as we went along through the, the month of February. Uh, yeah. More on the Golden Knights against the Arizona Coyotes in just a little bit. Uh, but first, it's the play of the day. And for this one, let's go to the lower mainland in B.C. where the Vancouver Canucks and Elias Patterson did the Golden Knights a favor against Calgary. Lindholm's goal streak. Back is in way too soon. 
That's the call from John Shorthouse and John Garrett uh, on the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I, don't, I think that's got to be a first and will probably be the last time that the play of the day is the seventh goal in what uh, what was at the time a 7 nothing lead. Like that's uh, Vancouver just drilled Calgary last night. Yeah, they did, and it's the power of the electric state really. Mm, yeah, yeah the throwback jerseys. They're so phenomenal. They should absolutely be the full-time jersey for the Vancouver Canucks. I, I will not hear otherwise. That is what my nostalgia tells me the Vancouver Canucks are supposed to look like. They're so clean. They're so awesome. And uh, did you hear that crowd? Like, they were engaged. Mm. It was loud, and I think it's all because of the jersey. I will say this. There was a high you, – you'd have to watch the video of the goal, but great job by the cameraman because after Pedersen scores that goal, they zoom into a guy in the crowd who's walking out in a Johnny Goudreau jersey. Yeah, and total all, walk of a shame. Yeah, and the fans are waving bye to him. Fantastic stuff by the cameraman. Yeah, the, like, direct, the director. The director. Okay. To that well, shot. I, I, yeah, the director. Credit to that fan for waiting until it was a seven spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I Would you walk out then <laughs> knowing you're going to get heckled? Or do you wait on it a little bit? No, I guess I after after they throw seven on you. And here's the other thing. Yeah, it's a bad night for your team. Sure. In the Calgary Flames. But you'd won ten in a row. Can't you stick it out a little bit? Darren, he waited until it was seven, nothing. Like Yeah, he gets a lot of credit for that. He gets that. credit for that. And that's not a hot take, Ryan. That should be the Canucks full time jersey. Well, I didn't say it was a hot no, take. No, no, I like I'm, it. It's the I'm right. I'm in total take. agreement with you, yeah. Yeah. I have I like one it. of those, actually. They've, uh, they've had a lot of different iterations of their sweater, maybe as much as any team in yeah. the NHL. Like, full-time, fresh, different-looking sets. And I like that uh, electric skate. Takes so me back I. to Pavel Burry. I know. Kirk McLean going out at Trevor Linden. Not Trevor Linden kind of spanned a couple of them. Vegas, Arizona. We'll look at it in more detail coming up in hour number two of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.